Good evening, everyone. My name is Jean List, initial B. I am a food addict, uh, formerly from Massachusetts, now retired living in Florida. And I am indeed a 100-pounder. Uh, I came into this program a bit over 18 years ago. God willing, it'll be 19 years this July. Um, so it was July in 2004 when I came into the program. Uh, at that time, I weighed approximately 250 pounds. I say approximately because I didn't have a bathroom scale. And, uh, you know, if I was weighed at my doctor's office, obviously I had clothes on and so forth. But um, I know, you know, I was I was heavy. I was definitely heavy. And that particular July, I had check up with my doctor, and the doctor said to me, you really need to do something about your weight because your blood pressure is going up, your blood sugar is going up. Uh, every summer I had... Uh, edema swelling in my legs and which made you know walking a bit uncomfortable and I really hadn't given weight loss much thought because I was not someone who was you know say born heavy I was uh, actually very skinny as a child and I was a very picky eater. And my mother, among other people, had wondered how on earth I had gotten so heavy when I was somebody who really didn't eat that much. But the question was not so much the amount that I was eating, but what I was eating. And what I found was uh, that junk food and fast food were things that I discovered when I was in the work in the working world, and of course, you know, I was working in an office, and I'd have a certain amount of time for lunch, so I would typically bring a lunch with me most days. I would finish it, but I might still be hungry and maybe just uh, go out and get something or go to the snack machine. Uh, if my boss wanted me to do something and I wasn't quite sure what to do, I'd say, okay, I'm going to take a break and I'll be back in a minute. And I'd go take a break and go to the snack machine and get something. I would eat something and I'd feel better and I would come back and do the, do the work. Well, as you can imagine, uh, if you're doing that, say, you know, five days a week, 52 weeks a year, over the course of, say, maybe 10 or 20 years, well, if you gain, say, 10 pounds a year, over 10 years, you've gained 100 pounds. So when I was, you know, before I was working, when I was, say, like college student and so forth, I think I was maybe, you know, 120, 125 pounds. And uh, so I was as I say, you know, gaining a little bit each year. So I'd go up a clothing size maybe, you know, every other year. And that wasn't too bad, you know, when I went from like an 8 to a 10 to a 12 to a 14 and so forth. But eventually when I got into the 
you know, size uh, 18, 20, you know, the uh, XL, XXL, et cetera, eventually I realized, okay, you know, what comes after that, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know, after you're like a 3X or a 4X. And so, but as I say, you know, then my doctor told me, no, you need to lose weight. And I went home after that. I had been laid off from a job and I didn't have a whole lot of money. So the idea of joining a, you know, paid weight loss program was not particularly attractive. Also, as I say, I was still something of a picky eater. And having to go out and buy some special brand of food or, you know, eat a lot of vegetables or something like that was not really appealing to me. So on my way home, I happened to run into someone I knew from my neighborhood from a community group that, uh, and I told her what was going on. And she said to me, oh, you know, if you're really serious about wanting to lose weight, I know something that can help you. And I said, what's that? And she told me about OA. And I looked at her for a moment and I said, well, wait a minute, you know, you're not fat. And she said, no, not anymore. I said, oh, okay, well, if it works for you, then she said, yeah, works for me, it'll work for you. And so we made arrangements. She told me some more about the program, about giving up sugar and flour, getting a digital scale so I could weigh my food because, you know, portion control was important. Uh, she told me it was a 12-step program, spiritual, not religious, which I was fine with. And, you know, this was during the week, and she said, you know, the meeting, um, the meetings coming up were going to be on Saturday and Sunday, the next town over. And I didn't drive. I took public transit, but she had a car. And she said, yeah, you know, I can take you. And she explained to me that when I went to this meeting, I would sit and listen. I would need to, you know, afterwards uh, find someone to get a sponsor. I should bring some money with me because in those days it was all face-to-face meetings. And I should, uh, you know, be prepared to excuse me, buy some literature. And she made a few suggestions of things. She said there's lots of pamphlets and books and so forth. And uh, so, you know, come that Saturday morning, off we went, went to the meeting, and despite the fact her telling me that, yeah, most of these people were not heavy, I was really surprised to be in a room full of predominantly, you know, normal weight people. And, uh, you know, we all sat around a big table, and uh, I heard someone tell their story, and people shared. <laughs> People did readings, you know, things like like the 12 steps and the traditions and so forth. And, uh, at you know, there were some folks that had volunteered to sponsor. And, you know, come the end of the meeting, I was able to talk to one of them, and she agreed to be my sponsor and uh, gave me a food plan. We talked on the, you know, we made arrangements to talk on the phone each morning. And... Uh, I did buy some literature. I already had my digital scale. I had said goodbye to a lot of my uh, non-abstinent foods. And, you know, I had waited to do 
more grocery shopping until I talked to my sponsor to see what she wanted me to eat. And I was able to come up with some things that fit the program and that I could also eat. And I found that there was a meeting in the city I was living in that met one evening a week that I could get to on public transit. And so I started going to that meeting. I also went to the meetings on the weekend in Medford. And so those were my three meetings a week. Uh, my sponsor also gave me a copy of the phone list. This particular face-to-face -face meeting had a printed phone list of, of members and said to me, I want you to call three people each day and talk to them. And I said, um, I don't know these people. You know, what am I going to talk to them about? She said, it's okay. She said, just, she said, just call them up, tell them that you're new, and they'll be nice to you. And they were. And I'm still in touch with some of those folks today. You know, these are, these are people who are longtime friends in the program. And what I found was that there were opportunities for people to volunteer to do different things, like, you know, like tonight, you know, somebody read the steps or read the traditions or be a timer or, you know, uh, help with the literature. And I found it was helpful to me because I was pretty much a shy person. I wasn't somebody who'd just go up to people and say, hi, how are you? You know, I'd never make it as a politician. But, mm -hmm. sorry. That I needed to, uh, you know, make make connections with people. And I was able to do that through the phone calls. And also I found that that meeting that I went to on Tuesday nights was held in a church that also had a food pantry. And the food pantry was very helpful to me not because I needed to get food, but because I needed to get rid of some food that I wasn't able to eat anymore. You know, like I had boxes and bags of different things. And anything that was not already open, I could give to the food pantry. So each week when I went to the food pantry, I would bring them a bag of stuff. They had this uh, shopping cart in the lobby of the church area that we went into. And uh, so each week I'd bring them a uh, bag with some groceries in it. And meantime, of course, I was buying what I needed for my own meals. And, you know, I just had this stuff separate so I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it. And meantime, I had gotten a, uh, another job and the place I was working had a little kitchen. And so I was able to bring things that I had, say, like in my refrigerator, you know, like open bottles of condiments and things like that, I could bring in and put them in their refrigerator and just put a note on it free, you know, help yourself, whatever. And I did that. And then finally, after I had gotten that stuff given away and I had given away the packaged stuff that I had, what I was left with was I used to do a lot of baking and I had some baking supplies. And of course, I wasn't going to be using those. So I talked to the lady in the church office and I asked her by any chance, did she know anybody 
who could use that because obviously I wasn't going to ask other people in program because I knew they wouldn't. Uh, and she said, yes, as a matter of fact, they had a group of ladies at the church who did bake sales and they would love to have anything that I'd care to get rid of. So the next week, I brought her in a bag of uh, baking supplies and equipment and donated all of those. And then my kitchen cabinets and my refrigerator were now clear of all of the non-abstinent foods, so I was not tempted. I lived alone, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, kids or roommates or anything like that, you know, that I'd have to have food around that might be, might be a temptation for me. My sponsor also recommended to me that I shop at a different grocery store for a couple of weeks. And the rationale for that was that because I was used to going to this particular store and, you know, buying junk food and so forth, that if I go to a different store, I'm going to be more aware of where I am and what I'm doing, and I'm not going to end up going to the checkout with bags of stuff that I'm wondering, how did that get in my cart? Well, yeah, you know, because I went down the aisle and just automatically took this, took that, took this other thing. By uh, shopping at a different store, I had to pay attention to what I was looking for and where I was going. And as they say, mostly, you know, shop around the outside edges of the store and not so much in the aisles in the middle. And uh, so that was also very helpful advice. And much to my amazement, uh, the weight started falling off of me. Uh, so much so that within a couple of months, I needed to find smaller sized clothing. And I also, well, in addition to, you know, working in the daytime in her office, I also had a part-time job working for my dog training club, but that was like September through June. And so come September, I went to, after work, I went to pick up my giant backpack full of supplies for dog training, and I almost fell over backwards because it was too heavy. And I used to have this, I guess you'd call it this shelf on my back that uh, was, I guess, basically fat. And uh, I would put the backpack on, it would rest on that, and I wouldn't feel anything. It didn't feel too heavy at all. People had always told me this is too heavy. And, well, as I say, I put the thing on. Yes, and, thank you. You have five almost, minutes. Thanks very much. I almost went over backwards. And I realized, yeah, maybe it was too heavy, and I had to take some stuff out, put it into another bag, and find it. eventually I got something with wheels, made it easier. But uh, so, yeah, the, the weight was just falling off of me. And today I'm back down to what I weighed back when I was in college, you know, in the 120 to 125 weight range. Um, I have a sponsor. I am a sponsor. I have sponsees. I don't necessarily do every tool every day, but I try to do most of them every day. I do maybe four or five meetings a week. 
I do a lot of service. Um, I have in the past. You know, I started out doing things like doing readings at meetings and so forth as I got more known and longer-term abstinence, I was able to take on service positions. Uh, so right now, my service positions include being secretary of my intergroup, which is the OA90 virtual intergroup. Um, I'm on, I, went, I was a delegate from my intergroup to World Service this past year, which was a virtual World Service, so I was able to go by Zoom and do that. Uh, and I've been on a uh, committee, Unity with Diversity, which um, I have been on for the past year from World Service, and that will end when the current World Service starts in April. Uh, and I've been on two, two subcommittees of that, uh, one where we helped write a bylaw amendment, and another where We've been working uh, with special focus groups and coming up with a statement about outside issues and how the things that other people might experience are not necessarily outside issues if they are things that are personal to them. So all in all, this has been a very supportive and enlightening experience for me. Um, the other thing I would mention is that before I came into OA, I was someone who worried about things I had absolutely no control over, things like the weather or the traffic or whatever. Uh, now, I don't worry anymore. I know I have a higher power who's watching out for me. And I do say prayers and blessings. And I read from the I read from OA literature and one thing that I'm very fond of reading is the acceptance page pages in the big book, pages four seventeen to four twenty, that tell me that nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And if there's something that I don't like, well, I just need to accept it. You know? says, unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. You know? And today, I think I am reasonably happy. I don't always agree with everything that goes on in the world or everything that goes on in my life. But I don't have any control over other people, places, or things. And I just need to accept them the way they are and go on and do what I'm going to do. And that's how I live my life today. And I am grateful that I am able to be of service. And one of the things I do is when I'm asked if I can do it, I do speak. So thank you very much for inviting me to speak tonight. And I wish everyone a good abstinent evening and serene life. Thank you. <laughs>